Can We Have It All? Real conversations on navigating your 30s and 40s, leaving the 9 to 5 and being a working mum, inspiring you to take that leap to do what you truly want to. I run my own business, Weblog UK, which was grown out of Weblog North and founded the Northern Blog Awards. I guess I could be deemed a mum boss, still deciding whether I like that term or not. And yeah, I left my nine to five about four years ago now on my first maternity leave. The guests that I bring on here will be people who have their own journeys of leaving a more traditional kind of working environment and pursuing their own creative careers. Keep in touch and find my blog and other channels at hollygoeslightly.co.uk. Hi everyone and welcome back to my podcast, Can We Have It All? Um, I've had a little bit of a break over the summer. Um, my last podcast was with the gorgeous Anna Hardy. So if you've not listened to that one, do go and check it out because she's amazing. Um But yeah, aside from that, I've tried to have a bit of a break from podcasting over the summer. So thanks for coming back. Can't believe it's September. And yeah, welcome to, I guess, series two in this podcast. I'm sat here in my office, which if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know has been an ongoing journey for me. It was, in every sense, my Monica cupboard. And if any of you know and love friends, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and until about a week ago, it was full of boxes and crap and debris from just renovation life. And now it's starting to resemble a home office. So I'm starting to feel a little bit more sane in here. And like I can actually get some work done, hence me recording a podcast on this really unusually sunny day here in Manchester. So I'm definitely making the most of it. And today I just thought I'd reflect for 15-20 minutes on success and what success actually means to me and whether I feel successful. It's a question that in my 30s comes up a lot and I know I'm sure it does in your 40s as well um, because I think we're at that stage of life where we feel like we need to start benchmarking and you know giving ourselves marks and scores out of 10 on whether we've actually achieved what we thought we would by this age. Um, So it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately and something I've just written a blog post on as well over on hollygoeslightly.co.uk so go and have a look at that um, if this subject interests you as well. So who else looks back you know 10-15 years ago into their early 20s and thinks my life is nothing like what I thought it would be back then because that is exactly how I feel. Um, It's not necessarily a bad thing, which I'll talk about in a minute, but it definitely isn't where if you'd asked the 23-year-old Holly where I'd be. Um, At that time, I'd just finished uni, so I guess I was on this kind of course of, you know, just come out of a long spell of academia. I didn't have a gap year. I didn't travel or do anything really exciting like that. Um, So I was just full on in university, school, academic mode. And I guess in my head... I thought that would lead me into a a well-paid job at the start of a well-paid career that would have a very sort of uh, 
easy transitional ladder that would take me up the rungs as I would go. And, you know, by the time I was where I am now, which is 33, I'd be on a massive salary. I'd probably be managing a few people. And, you know, I would hopefully be settled down and maybe kids would be on the horizon. That's probably where the 23-year-old Holly from London thought she'd be at 33. So I obviously hoped I'd have a boyfriend and, and possibly a husband. I thought maybe I'd have my first kid in my early to mid-30s. I thought I'd be living in an apartment in London, probably scraping together the rent as opposed to a mortgage, but, you know, somewhere cool in London. And I thought I'd be on a high-flying salary in a pretty cushy job. So that's the 23-year-old me. The reality is, though, at 33, I'm in a very different situation. I... Yes, I'm married. I got married at 26. Um, I met the love of my life quite early, so that's, you know, a, a plus for me. I had, I fell pregnant with our first baby at 28, so I had my first baby when I was 29, so that was possibly a little bit earlier than I thought I would. We, prior to that, we moved to Manchester, not somewhere I'd ever been to as a Londoner, I'm going to be honest. Um, but for many reasons we moved up to Manchester, fell in love with it, decided to call it home and eight, nine years later we're still here. Then if we just rewind back a bit to the career side of things, um, I'd had a really great job out of uni working in corporate events. I was on a great salary for my first job, on a great pay grade that was increasing incrementally. I wanted to mix things up a little bit, so I tried another job ago in a similar kind of field, but it was wedding planning, um, still in events, and loved that as well. But when it came time to move up to Manchester, I sort of ended up in a, in a slightly different career, far more salesy, far more commercially minded. I learned a lot, things to do and what not to do, but that's a whole other story. And... Again, I financially probably wasn't where I thought I'd be by my mid-twenties. In that, that, at that time, moving from London, it's still pretty much like this now, to, to the north, you take a kind of relative pay cut. The cost of living is still arguably cheaper, but your salaries do take a bit of a hit as well. So I'd kind of factored that in, but I definitely wasn't where some of my peers were who stayed in London and who were you know starting to earn some what I'd say was some serious good cash and then everything was turned upside down when I was made redundant on my maternity leave and suddenly was faced with not having a job to go back to. That's definitely not where I thought I'd be at 29 with a newborn baby but it was the best thing that could have happened to me because that led me to thinking very differently about the way I work, thinking very differently about what makes me happy and what I wanted out of my life and thinking very differently about what success actually really means if I dig deep and think about it. So many people benchmark their success because they're comparing themselves to other people. I think we can all agree that's right. 
can't we? We've all done it, I've done it for sure. I still do it sometimes and I have to give myself a smack on the back of the wrist and tell myself to stop it because it's impossible, especially in this day and age with social media, with that so much being bombarded with so much every day, it's impossible not to compare ourselves to others. And often when we're having a bit of a dip in mood or self-confidence or low self-esteem or we're having those thoughts where we worry that we're not successful, we, we're worried that we're not where we should be by this time, that's often coming because we're comparing ourselves to others. And who's to say what the benchmark is except ourselves? And that's something I've really come to realise. Only I am in control of my personal happiness and only I can set that benchmark of what success actually means to me. Not some social media, not somebody else who's 33 doing something totally different, me. So at the ripe old age of 33, do I feel successful? Hell yes I do. And like I say, it's a very different picture from what I expected 10 years ago if I was to look ahead at what my future might hold. But it's a, a better one. It's so much more fulfilling. It's exciting. It's full of love and for me that's success so for me success has come because I have shaped a career that means I can work flexibly which means I can spend more time with my kids and my husband which means we can take trips long weekends we can travel a little bit more yes we are often working just to add that in but we have the flexibility to go on adventures and to work slightly differently to the norm. And for me, that's success. And, you know, I'm four years into this now and I'm seeing my second child, who's now 16 months, thrive from having that contact with me as well as childcare. And personally, that equals success for me because that's what I want from my life and for them right now. And yeah, don't get me wrong, I'd love it if I was earning double the money right now. Some things might be a little easier. However, the benchmark for success for me at this point in my life is not money. And I think the moment I realised that, everything changed. And don't get me wrong, it took a little while for me to make that shift, to, you know, really stop worrying and beating myself up that I should be at a certain point by now and yes it's hard to not compare myself to my peers or my friends back home in London or you know my single friends who don't have kids who are earning three times the amount that I am or you know what in my career most of my comparison comes online and it is hard to not go well that blogger's doing amazingly well or that Instagrammer has got that campaign so I'm obviously failing. But actually, most people are at different stages in their lives and their careers when you're comparing yourself to them. Often we're not actually comparing ourselves to somebody who's at the exact same point as us and I think that's where the danger comes. So yeah, I might be comparing myself to people but they probably don't have two kids under four and you know, they probably aren't trying to juggle a new business with childcare or whatever. So 
I've really, really learned that stop comparing and to set my own benchmark of success. And I think that really has kind of changed my motivations and the way I feel about myself right now. And you know what? It's fluid. And maybe in another three, four years time, my measure of success will be slightly different. And that's okay as well. And I guess what I'm trying to say is for a long time, I was stuck in that what 21, 22 year old Holly thought success was. And when I realised that at 30, 32, that wasn't the picture of my life, I was getting really down on myself. And actually, I didn't need to be because that wasn't what success meant to me. So if ever I am having one of those days or one of those moments where I'm feeling doubt and I'm worried about my life choices, I think we all have those moments, I ask myself these four questions to just remind me of where I'm at and what actually makes me feel good and successful. So here are the four questions. I feel like if you're in a similar place, you should ask these to yourself. One, are you happy and what makes you happy? So have a little look at your life. And I don't mean at every second, we all have moments where we feel crap and down, but in general, are you happy with your life? Are you happy with your situation? Do you wake up and think I'm glad to be alive? Because if you do, that's a bloody great thing, okay? And we have to remember that. Question number two, what are the good things in your life right now? Again, I think we focus so much on what's not going right, on the failures, on the slip-ups, on the things that we haven't done yet. But actually, do we spend much time looking at the good things and the positives right now? So what is actually good about your life right now? Have a think, write it down. Question number three, who benefits from you and your life? So often, it won't just be us. It will be our family, our loved ones. Maybe you have kids and they're benefiting from you right now. So the position you are in, which maybe doesn't feel like where you should be or could have been, but maybe there are other people benefiting from that, which is more important right now. So for me, that would be my kids. And I can see that they're benefiting from me having this time to work flexibly and be with them. So that chips into how I feel in terms of success. And then four, what can you strive to make better? So this is a really positive way of change or if you've spotted something that you're not content about or something that you don't feel happy about, you can strive to change that in a really positive way. So it doesn't mean that it has to be crap forever or that it has to be put as a failure, but actually you can enjoy trying to change that and making something better and those are the four things that I ask myself probably every couple of weeks maybe once a month to just remind myself where I'm at and how I'm feeling and whether I still feel like I'm successful and you'll notice that none of those questions are based on self-value, worth, how much money I earn what number, you know, on the scale I am, did I come first in something? That's that's not how we're measuring success, people. We need to measure it on what makes us feel good, what makes us happy, what benefits us and those around us, and what gives us that buzz to make ourselves and what we're doing even better.
And just to finish up for today, because it's just a short little, you know, getting us back into the groove and just giving each other some motivation. But what I'd like to finish on today is three things not to do when you're in this place where you're comparing yourselves and you're worried or you're questioning whether you feel successful or not. One, do not compare yourself. Just don't do it. It's not good. It's not good for anyone. And often we're comparing ourselves to the wrong people and for the wrong reasons. So don't do it. Two, don't measure yourself against the 21-year-old you. You've changed. You've grown. You've experienced a whole lot in that time. You've learnt. You've done amazing things. You are far more knowledgeable than the 21-year-old you. So don't measure yourself against what you thought back then okay because you have grown and number three don't get stuck in a fixed mindset and by that I mean don't just think that however you're feeling right now is how you're going to feel forever if it's negative okay and don't think that you can't change it or grow it and also that the situation you're in right now might be totally different in a few years time we can all grow and we can all adapt and we can all pivot whatever we're doing. And I think that's the exciting thing. And so at 33, if somebody asked me where I was going to be in 10 years time, I don't know. I've got ideas. I've got, you know, dreams like everybody. Don't get me wrong. But I'm kind of excited to just shape that as I go. And, you know, ask me again in 10 years and I'll tell you where I am and how I'm feeling successful. Because... I'm going to get there and I'm going to make sure I get there and you guys will as well. So that's it really for today. Um, just a little a little touch base, probably for myself as much as, as you guys. Um, and I think it's really good to just keep talking and keep reaching out when we're feeling like this. And yeah, I think your 30s and your 40s, hitting those big milestones can often come with lots of questions and turmoil and actually... If you sit and take stock of where you are and what you're doing, you'll probably find that you're a lot happier and a lot more successful than you thought you were. So have a fab week, everybody. And if you do like this podcast, please do keep tuning in. I'd love it if you could subscribe. And if you get a chance just to give me a five-star rating or a review, it really would mean the world because it's one of the only ways these podcasts can get discovered. And please do keep tuning in. I have podcasts like this, which is shorter, with me chatting about anything to do with navigating your 30s and 40s and starting your own business. And then they're interspersed with amazing chats with fantastic, inspiring women from all walks of life who have left the nine to five to do something that kind of is a little bit different and makes them happy. So do head back and have a listen to some of those chats as well, because I've got a raft of amazing guests. So have a fab week. See you later.